welcome to a new episode of this podcast. I'm your host Grace from California and today we'll be talking about something that is super super important and I think that it's important that we address it. But before anything, let's have a little story time. Tell me, have you ever met a cancer survivor? Well, I have. You see, my family was dropping off my brother's friend at his house. Let's call my brother's friend Sam. Sam's mom actually was going through cancer and was going to chemotherapy every week. And hearing this kind of saddened me, you know. I feel like we don't really understand how precious time is. But at that moment, I finally understood what the phrase time is of the essence truly meant. So there's a lot of primary environmental factors that lead to developing cancer. You know, most of the time is exposure to drugs or chemicals or pollutants. However, there are some other factors including too much dangerous radiation, you know, too much sunlight, possible infections, and even your diet and physical activity. Then there's the question everyone asks is, is cancer hereditary? Well, according to the National Cancer Institute, the percentage that cancer is hereditary is only about 5 to 10%. But there are occurrences of hereditary cancer genes, and that increases the risk. Uh, for a person to develop cancer. So there's this thing I've been wondering about. Is there a correlation between the environmental and hereditary factors that lead to cancer? Well, according to my research, there is. When a child grows up watching their parents smoke or use drugs or eat a lot of unhealthy foods every day, children will end up following this example because they look up to their role models, their parents or their guardians. They have a higher chance of using drugs, being exposed to them, eating a lot of bad foods in the future. So kind of have to understand that whatever choices parents make, it will end up affecting what the child will end up doing in the future. So now that we have a little general information about cancer, let's talk about the specific one. Brain tumors in children. Brain tumors typically stay in the brain or at the most will spread to the spinal cord. These tumors start in a brain cell and will spread to other cells and tissues. There are many complications with developing brain tumors. It includes coordination, muscle strength, speech, eyesight, learning problems, growth and development issues, and more. So, how readily can brain tumors be treated? Well, depending on how quickly the brain tumors grow and where they're located determines how readily they can be treated. You know, the brain tumor is in a place where it is easily accessible with little complications. And of course, it's going to be easier for brain tumors to be treated. However, you know, if they're growing near sensitive parts of the brain, then it's a lot harder to remove it. We are actually fortunate that the death rate for brain tumors in children has lowered significantly every year. For brain tumors in children, the mortality rate is less than 25%, which means over 75% of children who contract brain tumors will survive through it. That's a good thing. (music) 
For brain tumors, there's quite a few treatments as options. It usually includes surgery, chemotherapy, radiation therapy, and even stem cell therapy. There's also smaller, lesser methods that can treat different parts of brain tumors, like the side effects, such as anti-seizure medicine, corticosteroids, antibiotics, and more. Now, these treatments' effectiveness actually depends on the type, size, and location of the brain tumor. If the brain tumor grows really, really fast and it's located near sensitive parts of the brain, it may be harder to treat the cancer. Grade 1 of brain tumors are easier to treat, with the most necessary treatment being surgery. Trying to remove grades 2 to 4 of brain tumors require more combinations of treatments. It's a lot harder to treat. It's a lot, it takes a lot longer to treat, especially since they grow faster and can damage sensitive parts faster. Like everything, there's usually some kind of way we can prevent these type of things from happening. For brain tumors, there's actually no real way to prevent brain tumors from occurring, but there are ways to decrease the risk of developing it. In open areas, it's especially important to avoid inhaling dangerous chemicals, pollutions, working with elements that may lead to developing cancer, plastic, rubber, lead, and more. That goes for children as well. They should stay away from all these kind of pollutants and always have some kind of protective gear if they must be around it. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast living in a world of cancer i hope you learned a lot about brain tumors and its treatments and preventions i also hope that you had fun you know we need a little fun and entertainment in our lives even when we're learning things and the next time you're outside think about what you can do to change the world step by step